Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Playful Podcast, your guide into the underground scene where we discover topics on kink and electronic music every week. Don't forget to subscribe to not miss out on our next episode. We are excited to be here today with DJ and producer Dana Montana. Dana was born in Saproche, Ukraine, and is based in Antwerp in Belgium. Dana Montana is quickly establishing themselves in the LGBTQ plus scene and beyond and is inspired by the sound of the 90s. They create and place house, hard house, trance and more. In this conversation, we speak about who they were when growing up, being an outsider in school, how they one day decided to become a DJ and found their place and how that journey has looked like and shaped them. We also speak about the techno and rave scene and diversity. I am Amanda and this is Playful Podcast. You have been living in Antwerp for five years. Yeah. And before that you lived in Ukraine, in Isa. No, before no. that I lived in small towns in Belgium. For, ah, okay. So I moved in Belgium in 2010. Actually, and before, yeah, before that, I lived in Ukraine, and then afterwards, from 2010 until 2018, I lived in those very small town in Belgium. And All right. Yeah, that's where I also finished high school, and then, and then when I graduated, I went to go to uh, university in Antwerp. Okay. And after one year, I quit. Ah, you quit. Because you were you were pursuing music, or yeah, in I think so. I think the main reason was because I was just really unhappy, mm. and I was just the thing is, like my whole life I had like a lot of interests but not many like passions, you know. And if you want to really pursue something, especially in in higher studies where it's there's so high demands and like low workloads, it's hard to keep doing it if you're not passionate about it. So. Yeah. It didn't last long before I started feeling really, really unhappy. And by the end of the year, I was just like really depressed and really down. So, And there was just nothing else that I wanted to study. I looked for such a long time for like what will be like my passion or yeah, like what a did job you later. Study? I, stu- I studied languages uh-huh. for a year, uh, German and Italian. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Like the language part itself was nice, but there was like such a huge bit of... Uh, like translation kind of like they're like kind of teach you to be like a translator and like maybe like documents or like some scientific works and it's just so yeah it's not for me I would just like wanted to learn like my motivation was to like to learn the languages because I really love like the old cinema or like the music but it's really not enough to like pursue a study of a translator no yeah do you, it's it's definitely something I associate with a slow lifestyle, but today feels like you don't live the slow lifestyle, really. 
Um, yes and no. I think I'm a, just a very slow person in general, and I think I still manage to <laughs> to continue being that even even the fast pace. Oh, DJ live, but I think it's just like what two three days a week that your life is really fast, and then and then you come back home and you can be your slow self again. <laughs> I think yeah, the airports is just like what demands the most discipline is getting there on time, which is which has been going well because I have like a very like worried manager that was always checking on me if I get everywhere. Oh, so, good. so it's fine. I only missed one flight in two years. <laughs> very well done. <laughs> yeah, but generally, I would say that yeah, being a DJ is very stressful. It's it can be a lot sometimes if you have like three gigs a weekend. It's happened oh, yeah. a few times so far, and you just have to be like really sharp and focused. But I feel like the atmosphere of of airports and traveling automatically b- brings you like this kind of focus. I feel like even oh. even last year when I went on tour and there was like really many gigs in pretty short amount of time. So it was like lots of like traveling, like short, short stays. Mm-hmm. I feel like even no matter how tired you are, or even if you didn't sleep, like this adrenaline of like being alert to travel really, really gives you focus. So I don't really like, f- I don't know, like randomly fall asleep at the time when I shouldn't no. be asleep. <laughs> okay. And, but if we would go back in time a little bit, who were you as a kid? Mm, as a kid, I've been always creative in in different ways and just busy in my imagination a lot because I was, I'm an only child of a single mom. So I spent a lot of time on my own always so like kind of in my I had like some kind of like my own world in my head where I'm like the main character of in some sort of series and I think it's kind of stayed this way until this day it just like being alone a lot on your own and just like playing or like I I used to draw a lot also like dancing or putting like fashion shows or, or or like even singing sometimes all that all this kind of stuff just like I don't know, and um, but yeah. Besides that, especially in school, I've always been very much a black sheep somehow, and like you felt like an outsider. Yeah, very much because I don't know for some reason, and I noticed. I thought it was not like that anymore, but I literally noticed it last week that there's like this feature that still kind of stayed with me that I always felt like a bit. I would say like very like repelled by like the cool kids you know they're you know like especially in in school you feel I used to feel that that kind of like so like this hierarchy yeah when you have like the cool kids and they really feel like so full of themselves and 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 also like for some reason that was like really not clear to me like all kids used to flock around them and like I even like remember having like classmates who like brought like free chips to them or did their homework for them and I was like so I was as a kid I was like outraged by that and I was like kind of like openly expressing my dislike towards the popular kids and that turns everyone kind of against you Exactly. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I always used to have like one friend, but it also shows character very much, which they didn't <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a very beneficial position to be. But it was mainly in Ukraine, and after, so I was so victorious when I left Belgium. I was because back then I was also like bullied a lot, even by the teachers. Why? It's um, I or don't like. Know. Because yeah. just there's no the reason to be bullied. It's because just if you're just like not with with a popular group and you're like a bit off, even if I don't know in which way I was weird because I don't know. But if like people sense that and they just start like speaking at you, and uh, I remember bullied a lot uh, with the word UFO, like like the aliens, you know, like the ships that they fly. And so, yeah, because I think I was like a bit maybe like absent or like dreaming a lot and just, yeah, you know, like being in my own world and just like drawing a lot, always sitting in the back, like snacking and and drawing and like not. So, yeah, it was like they're bullying me as like the UFO, like the alien. 
and you were like, and I look who's the fucking <laughs> rock star <laughs> alien now. Yeah, and I, I actually, without being aware of it so much, I kind of still felt like the resonance with, with, with that. And I, I even found like a few years ago, you remember like the day when their profile pictures used to be long like this on Facebook a long time ago. I remember this. There was, yeah, like back in the day, they were like on the left. Oh, and that's it was, true. Oh, they no, were long, they were elongated. And they were like this kind of like small apps where you could decorate it with the frame oh, or like yeah. some words around it. And and I think I, I have like this profile picture when I'm, I think I'm like 12 there or 11. And underneath like this long profile picture, there's like a picture of an alien. It says alien rules. That's iconic. Yeah. We need to <laughs> see this. <laughs> yeah, I can I can send it to you. I'm I'm pretty sure I have it somewhere. That is I love that. Uh yeah, I feel that it explains definitely something. Also the the way of like um how do you say when you are like uh claiming something you ah oh, what's the word? Um, reclaiming reclaiming oh god <laughs> it's morning i'm having a beer what can i say <laughs> yeah that you are reclaiming uh mm. the alien part and how did you what's the avatar thing uh, there is nothing really no. related to avatar i i saw that movie once oh uh, yeah but i mentioned it in like my post like this her set was not sponsored by avatar too uh, it's just pure coincidence, actually. I, I got that blue paint a few years ago, and uh, my main inspiration for that was Juno Birch, the drag queen ah, that is really known for her colors, yeah. also alien aesthetic. And and I, I feel like very connected to her because she also used to have uh, a series of videos where she plays Sims, and I used to be absolutely addicted to that game when I was a child. So it was uh, such a nice discovery. And I think a few years ago, I think it was 2020, I got just out of the blue i got this like the spot of blue paint and i painted myself for the first time and i was so happy about it i put i also put like this little sunglasses and like a pink jacket and i felt so good i was like i wish my skin was like that the whole time and it's actually the same color that i used for for the set and it just happened to be the exact color of the top i was gonna wear and i was like oh my god this is it this is perfect because it really looks like it just my skin together, yeah. I sent the video to my mom and I think she, she just saw a thumbnail I was just like oh my god are you wearing a bra I was like no it's a whole top but she just saw like my face like blended with the top and she thought I was wearing a bra because there's like this like piece where it's in another like lighter color so from far it could look like I'm not wearing a full top <laughs> so funny but were you this, you mentioned the uh, Sims and also being an introvert and feeling like an outsider. And I just thought about like, were you this person who felt that you didn't have a need of socializing or were you finding communities online? Mm, I think in, in real life at school, it was more like I didn't feel the need to. Oftenly like people are like coming to me like, hey, you should like join us or like come sit with us. And I just... I honestly felt like they were being kind to me, but I just felt no connection whatsoever with the kids because my interests were always so different and like unrelatable. So I, I could not relate to like the topics they were talking to. So I just preferred to sit alone and like draw. But I remember, I think from the age of, I would say 14, 15, I started to use internet a lot and like, I was like on Tumblr a lot and there were like kind of like yeah a lot of like people over there to talk to and I think I used to be yeah kind of connected with some people actually I've never even seen their faces but yeah like this having like internet friends I, I remember that time I, I didn't think back much about it but yeah I think I used to do that online but still, I have like maybe one or two friends mostly at school in, in Belgium. Oh, yeah. I was not bu bullied anymore in Belgium. Gladly. And then how did your musical journey look like then? Mm, the musical. So the thing is, I've, I've always been into 
music and discovering music a lot. I think from the age of, I would say like 14 up until now, I've had like so many waves of of different genres like i think i could make like a whole chronology chronological like timeline of the genres i was into and they were like stretching from like k-pop and then beatles and like psychobilly and rockabilly then punk and metal and then it it went into like those 60s like hippie like woodstock artists and 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 then it went towards jazz and i used to have like this time when i I think I'm still pretty obsessed with this Italian bossa nova soundtracks from the 60s. So you have like Brazilian bossa nova and you have Italian. So I'm also like a bit of an expert on elevator music, but I call it not elevator music. It's called easy listening or bossa nova. <laughs> so there was that. And then I think yeah, a, lot of, a lot of music in generally, but never much electronic music. I think I discovered electronic music around the age of, I would say maybe 18 or 19 and it was actually vaporwave <laughs> was was my gateway to electronic music it was vaporwave and then it was future funk and chill hopians you know like this around that time there was like lots of kind of music that branched out the vaporwave and that kind of aesthetic where there was a lot of recycling and sampling and and all, or even just like old music that was kind of like put on reverb on or slowed down and that was how I got into that and um, I think the first uh, time when I actually heard like house or techno music when it was when I moved to Antwerp and went to party called Drag Me to Hell for the first time and that's that's where I discovered like the more dark electronic music or stuff like that and uh, and yeah and that's also where I found my family of of people was was the first time where I felt like I belonged somewhere. It was yeah, I was like twenty one, <laughs> and then it was like a whole world that opened to me when I moved to Antwerp. Yeah, it's really beautiful. And from there, you started to to like DJ yourself or like yeah. So um, I it's actually it's a bit of a stupid story. I find like it's <laughs> so I went to drag me to hell. It was my very first time going there. I knew nothing about electronic music or like the queer community in Antwerp. And uh, we just saw the flyers with my friends and we're like, okay, let's go there. We heard there's like some performances and drag queens, like let's go check it out. And I went there and um, on that exact night, uh, my ex-partner broke up with me on the party. So on the party, yeah, that's nice on the one. party. Mm -hmm. So like they left and I felt like it was over. And then the whole party, I kind of just like sat in the corner. I was just like trying to process it because it was like a really hard moment. And after breaking up, I was just feeling like, I don't know, so down and so empty that, you know, I kind of feel the need to fill the void with something. And then I was like, uh, I also started watching Drag Race around that time. And I saw uh, in, in season one, there was this contestant called Nina Flowers. And it's actually a drag queen that was also a DJ. And I was so fascinated by that. I was like, oh my God, it's such a cool idea of looking like super crazy, like being a drag queen, but also, you know, like being a DJ on a party. So I was like, I want to be that. I want to do that. And then I texted, um, texted Mati, which is the organizer of Drag Me to Hell. And also the only DJ I've ever seen or known back in the day. I was like, I want to become a DJ. What do I do? And then he sent me, yeah, like you should get like that, like that gear or like CDJs. And then, yeah, then like look for music and make a mixtape. So I remember spending my entire savings, like my little piggy, completely empty to buy like uh, the setup of like CDJs and uh, a mixer of Pioneer 350. And um, yeah, fifty, and that was was old even then, or yeah, actually yes, it was. But I didn't know it back then. I was yeah. like, I didn't know there were like big screens on the CDJ. So I started off with that, and it was actually pretty good gear. I still have it, and um, yeah. Then I just started looking for music, but you know, I I, I have no background in electronic music whatsoever. So I was, I was like, so I also texted Mati once again. Where where do I find 
like house music and he was like okay you just and he just sent me a youtube link to one house track and he said look for the suggestions from back from then on and then i just looked for like music i i, I think i literally just googled house or techno on soundcloud and on youtube and then i just looked throughout tracks making completely random music selections that seemed cool to me or something that I thought like oh because I really liked what Matty played he's like very like used to play like a lot of like electro and ghetto and I used to love that so much so and but I didn't know what the name of it was back then so whenever I heard a track that sounded like something that he would play I was like oh this is nice I'm gonna save it so I was just like collecting music of like all different genres but I don't really have like lots of knowledge about electronic music and I think by now also, of course, by like discovering so much new stuff and playing, I gradually discovered like the new subgenres and kind of like figured out for myself what the electronic music from different decades sounded like. But back in the day, it was just like a mix of everything. And I feel it's also like a feature that I kind of cherish. It's not to over-educate myself on that term and like don't don't look too much of what other DJs are playing or just like don't look too much in into what is played because to to keep this feeling of like childlike wonder of discovering like a new subgenre or or a new track and it's really it kind of keeps it keeps it fresh for me yeah to not feel confused by yeah because this is something i i have been thinking about actually sometimes when you admire someone or like their style because they are they have found their unique style. You can be confused with what's actually coming inside from yourself and what you like, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then it's, it seems like you found the key to that. That like yeah. now you it, what you create, like what you play, is what comes from. Yeah, I guess so. I think it 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 can feel or like come across as a bit close-minded because I think from one side it's important to know what's going on in the scene and what people are playing and what like the signature styles of the DJs are. But at the same time, I feel like I like kind of like, I don't know. At the same time, I really just like to not know what is, what is being played or like what is the most played track of this season and to just like not kind of like ruin it for you. Because I also feel like whenever it's, yeah, it's a bit stubborn that when I hear some track being played a lot, I don't want to play it anymore. It's kind of like ruined it for you. But if you find a track and you never heard it anywhere before, maybe it has been played hundred times this month, but you never heard it anywhere. You're like, oh, so excited about this track. But for now, I think whether I want it or not, I I still already like know who who is playing what. But I'm trying not to not to look around too much and just like dig into some like small music sources and you know like dig out some old forgotten things and just trying to bring something that people haven't heard before or maybe not even gonna hear ever again yeah and we also talked a little bit before we put rec on about uh, the rave scene in Antwerp (laughs) that it's like small (laughs) and it's not so much going on have you also discovered the rave scene in ukraine Mm, a bit actually i only got the chance uh to discover it in uh, end of 2021 and back then i didn't know that there was gonna be war and i came in september and it was the first time actually like properly visiting kiev for me and i uh, played in k41 which was such an honor and I'm super glad that I still got the chance to to see the city and see how the music scene was there and it was really nice but before before that I've yeah I haven't been to a really like an actual rave until the age of 21 all right it feels like you've been like progressing very quickly like when you found your you found out that music was something you wanted to do it feels like you Mm -hmm. just like it clicked yeah because the thing is because of uh, listening to so many different genres I've been I've been digging for music a lot throughout my whole youth it was just other types of music and now so I'm kind of also used to 
to look for music a lot and spend lots of time time on that and also loving the fact that you can like hear the same track over and over again without being tired of it so it kind of really just looking for music to dj with was just kind of a extension to what i was doing uh as when i was younger but now of course it's kind of demands to put more thought into it because you have to put a set together and create something something coherent out of it which is also a challenge because i'm into so many different genres that especially in the beginning it was hard to put a set together i find it's really hard to put like a set that just is like one whole you know like because i I know like some djs they have like their certain certain vibe or certain type of music and they manage to put like one set that really sounds very consistent i think consistency is like what was a bit challenging because i i used to put so many different genres into it so i kind of had to look for a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. For tracks that sound in between the two genres that can connect one genre to another as like in a trend kind of like in between transition tracks so how do you trick. create or like build your sets uh i think from the very beginning i always used to build set that go from slower to faster towards the end so that's kind of the main thing i i check i put like the slower tracks in the beginning and then the more the more fast and pumpy ones towards the end and you just look for for like elements that's kind of present in the both tracks mm. and then you yeah how do i explain it? you have like those tracks for example if you have like a track that has like a lot of hi-hats and the other one has like a really like pumpy bass or a harder beats you look for track that has pumpy beats and lots of hi-hats that kind of glues the previous and next one together yeah okay i see like a puzzle yeah so yeah so it's kind of puzzling and you have like those tracks that like glue them together in a way yeah okay i see yeah that sounds smart (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you think are there are you drawn by any like emotions when you create a set is there anything that understand what i mean yeah i think so and it's also something that has kind of shifted during during my career but also kind of stayed the same i guess i think in the beginning it was more about to create a more like empowering vibe and i used to have like this slogan in my bio which is not there anymore uh the soundtrack to your dance floor makeouts so that was like my main oh, goal boy, is to, is to create music that encourages people to like just dance and and you know like feel their oats and and just like make out or like dance together. So that was my main goal and and after a while I think right now it's it has shifted to also the aspect of empowering people is very important that people feel free and and fabulous on the dance floor but also uh putting an emphasis on on the celebration aspect of partying because i i feel it's some it's something that is might a bit be a bit lacking from from time to time because the, i think the aspect of empowering is very present within many music genres and vibes but the aspect of celebration is is a bit i think it's not enough 
yeah. represented in in the music scene because there's a lot of there's lots of like brutality and trying to like be cool which is which is nice but i feel we're you know lots of people work during the whole week or like study or like just busy with so many things from monday to friday and you have only two i would i would assume only two free days and you choose to spend your precious free time to go to a club so i think it it's so nice when you're just able to celebrate the weekend and and celebrate life and and the fact that you're free and you don't have to work and that you can put on your nicest outfit and finally see your friends after a week of hard work so that to me is very important to to make people celebrate and also be able to celebrate it with them just that's why i also feel like dancing is such a big part of my set is to so they even if some people don't feel like dancing or feel like a bit shy or tired i feel like if they see a dj dancing they feel even if they're alone they feel like someone is partying with me i got someone to dance with or like why would i stay still if i if i see the person that is bringing the music having so much fun to it so kind of also like giving the energy yeah connection and like giving the energy to the crowd or like encouraging to to move yeah There are so many keystones and like small details to the art of DJ. Yeah, it is uh, really mm-hmm. and to to like to build up an energy and to yeah. There are so many different ways to do it. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, there's like this, this funny comparison. I feel like DJs are kind of in some way like like flowers, and everyone has a different color and. It, like the bouquet would be so boring if everyone was the same. So that's why it's so important to have so many DJs of different colors and and vibes that 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 emphasize different aspects of of human emotions or like bring different kind of music. And that makes it so so interesting that there's so many DJs and for every person they can find a DJ that they can resonate with. If if everyone would would be like super serious or technical, or if we were all be like dancey and 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 all that, it would be boring. But there's a bit of something for everyone to find. Mm. That's such a important thing also to keep in mind when you're organizing a party, mm-hmm. right? To not to not um, to think of <laughs> you know the bouquet. <laughs> you know yeah i think that is such a think like, of the bouquet promoters yeah. think of the bouquet don't pick just one flower <laughs> yeah pick some grass also <laughs> yeah the grass yeah the grassroots and yeah i guess yeah that's true that's true we have now come to the part of the podcast where if you're a patreon you get to listen to dana montana's secrets and tips for new producers they're sharing their tips on how to find your community and grow as a producer and DJ. If I were you, I'd go to patreon.com slash playfulmagazine. Um, but do you feel that... Um, do you feel that there are any, like... Do you have any scares for the scene? For the techno scene? Hmm, I'm not sure. Fears, maybe. I'm not... No, I kind of, I just kind of try to look what I do and what I can do to to do my very best. And I think it just, it's always changing. And I don't feel that it's necessarily going into some bad direction. There are just some things that we may or may not like. But I feel generally there's there's a new generation coming that is very, that is very open-minded i think i feel like the younger generation has been very doing their best to to promote the progressive way of thinking and like the inclusivity and like the safer spaces and like the diversity within the music and there's still of course such a big segment of of music industry that is kind of like dominated by the pioneers or by the older generation that are still maybe are not as inclusive or or maybe like not always as looking in the different directions you know like the thing that everyone knows that it's always like the white guys the, the straight white guys 
the DJs, but I think there's there's been a change and 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 it's it's up to us to to keep bringing the change. I see so many new like non-binary DJs, which makes me so happy because it's also such a underrepresented segment of of the music industry, like the queer and queer DJs and gender queer DJs. And there's be getting more and more of them. And and you can also see that those people were are getting the recognition that they deserve and that also encourages other young new people to dare to step on the music path and to feel like there's room for everyone in it because I feel like for I would say for the past like 15 years or like 20 years there was this fight of women fighting for their place in in the music electronic music industry and I think that fight is Maybe it's not entirely over, but quite successfully won by women. If you see so many like strong like power figures like like Charlotte Dwight or Amelie Lenz or or like like Peggy Goo, like you know like those, the girls are like really rocking it in the scene. But now the next step of this fight is the queer people infiltrating the industry and and reclaiming the place that was originally created by them, like the house music and stuff like that it was created by by queer people. Have there be, been any parties that you have been like saying that you don't want to play at? No, actually I've I've no idea. I don't have much idea about the different kind of parties. I think when I get an offer, I I look into it and I see if the if the music is is fitting. That's that's the, the main criteria is to see if the the other DJs are in tune with what I play because sometimes it's very sometimes you get like the offer and you're like why 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 do they put me there like are do they even hear what I play oh, I really this is interesting this is something I've been speaking about also another with another artist that they sometimes felt that uh, the promote some promoters it's it's it can be clear for from the artist artist point of view when the promoter only wants to put a get put together something for the profit of the party mm. and when they actually know what artists blend or with like i i guess so i w- i don't know if i'm that much of a profit for a party yet <laughs> but yeah in terms of music i think it's that's the main point for me to see if the music fits and in terms of whether i want to play on like you know the straight gigs or not it's it's not always as easy because of course we do feel more comfortable in in more inclusive and thoughtful spaces but there are still so many gigs that all of us queer djs do that are not always like that that are filled with with like drunk straight people and sometimes it can be a bit a bit a bit stressful because you feel like it's not entirely your environment but at the same time i feel that something that i defined for myself from the very beginning i don't only want to play for queer people for me it's it's of course it's about queer representation but at the same time it's about spreading the the joy through music and it should the joy of of music that i play shouldn't be only be accessible for queer people i feel there's even if there's like some honestly if i got a very honest one of the most supportive crowds that often literally like lifted my spirits and saved my nights it's you know like this this few wasted straight dudes in the front that stand in the front your whole set and cheer and dance for you and honestly like straight people can can be very fun sometimes you sometimes you just you know it's like always those like wasted straight dudes that are like the most can be the most supportive of the whole crowd and i'm very uh very happy this goes out to the straight dudes at the front yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, and then I sees feel, you. <laughs> yeah, and I feel even if it's you feel like oh my god, this is really not my crowd or this is not like the really the place to be for me. If you look, if you like lift your eyes up from from your your mixer and you look into the crowd, you see so many happy faces, and you see like people smiling at you and and waving and dancing, even to even tracks that they never would have put on themselves, and you still see them having fun, and and that's when I feel that my job is done well and this is what kind of matters. Yeah, well, is there anything you wish to, like, change in the scene? Mm, change? 
I think um, my main ambition for now, because I used I used to play techno before, and I recently started to feel that I don't resonate so much with it anymore because to me it's it's yeah it used to be like a very kind of like punk movement to me which was a lot of like kind of like energy that has to go to get out and during the past like two years I feel like so many like anger or frustration has left my life to the point where I don't feel the the need or like the connection to like really hard and and aggressive music i just don't feel it's it's me anymore but the music i was always drawn to was house music because it's 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 so happy and energizing in in a different way and to me also like the happy aesthetic you know back in the days especially like you know like in the high school you see like you know like the black lips and like the the dark attitude it's God. like it that's that was the form of rebellion but now for me coming to i don't know like on a lineup or at a club where everyone is dressed in black with a funky colorful clothes that is like an act of resistance for me right now and the mission the mission such a big word for it like the ambition that i have is to to bring house music back to younger and queer crowds because now like the young queer people listen mainly to techno but i feel that it's important for house music to to be represented by young queer generation because i feel very much like young people because we are kind of like messengers like delivery people of music and and young people listen to music that is delivered by young people mostly you know like the older generation of djs more like adult people go there but young young people listen to young djs mostly so i very much feel like that it's important for the music that is originally queer to also to be represented by young queer generation again and that way we can make people in get interested in it again and i feel like even i used to squeeze so much house music into my sets that were supposed to be techno for the past half year and i can see people are always having fun with that even though that i also heard it's like in the comments they like people come for techno and stay for house because it's it's a good time you cannot you cannot That's ignore funny. the good time you cannot be like ill this is too happy it's it's they come for burger and stay for stay for panorama <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah and, but you also uh mentioned well i don't know if you were finished I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was uh, there was something you said in there <laughs> that was that you used to be angry and you feel that 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 part left you, but was it? Do you believe through music that you got rid of the anger inside of you, or do you have any other ways? Mm, I'm not sure. I think. I think perhaps because of the last two years, I've very much found a sense of belonging and having a place within a community, like professionally and, and socially. And I just very, I just feel very loved and appreciated, and and it just gives me a sense of peace that I no longer have to to like fight really hard or, or like prove something to people i'm just like very very in peace and also because like when i was younger and i was still looking for what i'm gonna do for a job or like not being able to find something like to earn money with it, it brought so much anxiety with it it's also like when your parents are also like asking so have you found a job how are you gonna earn how are you gonna provide for my for yourself or like if you find like a like a day job like oh yeah but what's with the career like what what are you gonna like do you know for like your big dream and i find like this such a big chunk of like anxiety towards future has kind of been dropped because i found my place and i found what i want to do what do you think then success is mm, it's being able to to do what you love to do and perhaps also earn you're living with it so you don't have to do any side quests that <laughs> that are making you happy or or just or like too tired to be able to do 
what you love and and to have goals and be able to fulfill them. It's either this or it's that. This is this or that. We have this or that. So you say which one you prefer of two statements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it can be none, it can be both, but preferably it's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, open for all or strict door policy? Um, and in what term? Okay, I have clubs. Ah, clubs. Difficult. It's such a deep topic. Yeah. Open for all. Open for all. Yeah. Open for all, unless you're me. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the securities can see <laughs> that, but they can probably sense it somehow. Uh, yeah, security is there for a reason. Yes, I agree. They need to to read people. Yeah, <laughs> so leave the meanies out. Spirituality or atheism? Uh, spirituality. Ah, uh, yeah, you're like. Um, um, I think when I was around like eighty, between eighty and twenty, I used to read a lot of books on Tibetan Buddhism, which was very life-changing for me it it also kind of brought a lot of ease in the turbulent teenage times yeah (laughs) yeah so i feel it's very it's kind of important to have a sense of that there's like something more to to life than rather just being and and an animal or something yeah i think yeah of course like yeah spirituality is such a white word it's that <laughs> should also be separated from religion but even that it's it has brought is so much destruction but at the same time so much feeling of of hope in, in people's lives and and purpose do you feel that you um do you have any death anxiety or like scares of dying yeah, I think I, I do. I used to not have it when I was when I was a teenager, but recently I really do feel like it's too early for me to go. There's yeah. still, <laughs> there's still so many fa- fun things to do, and I'm having just such a great time over here. Yeah, but I feel like Buddhism and these things can calm that. Yeah, also. yeah, that's why I feel like at, maybe at some point I should return to those books to kind of like get rid of that fear because it's it has been present in in my life maybe because because i'm having such a good time and back when i was a teenager i was like really good to go at some point but now i feel like there's so much to discover and and it's uh yeah yeah you found your place yeah and uh like yeah and a feeling of being like respected i think that's so important that you're allowed to be Mm-hmm. the person you are which yeah. it sounds like you didn't people didn't give you that space when you were in school it sounds like like no. the teachers and the the other students like no it's like such a tough thing about being a child or a teenager that you're constantly not being taken serious oh yes oh yes and definitely. like a, like this phrase of you don't know what you're doing is so enraging oh. i used to hear it a lot and now I always kind of try to stay with the thought that I know what I'm doing, even even if it doesn't look like I'm doing ve- very well in the society norms of like success or like doing well at school. And now I feel like I kind of been very lucky to be able to prove them wrong. Um, this one is too easy. Introvert or extrovert? Introvert. Yeah. <laughs> um, anime or horror? anime for sure i don't actually i don't like horror that much it's i don't know it's my thing with movies i really like to see like happy and and beautiful movies of course it it can be nice to see like a touching movie sometimes but like horror it's you know when when you take time to look to watch a movie you also take time from your free time and you choose two hours to dedicate it to a picture i used to look at something to that can like have an aesthetical value or kind of like live the spirits and i don't feel like i voluntarily want to look at blood or get scared there's so many scares in regular life of a human being i don't want to get scared my i I don't want to scare myself on purpose like the jump scares i feel you completely (laughs) 
but you formulated it so well that I'm gonna <laughs> steal those words and say it whenever someone wants to watch horror. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like voluntarily scare myself. There's enough scary things. I agree. I agree. Uh, classy or trashy? Mm, it's been it's it's been a ride between the two during the year. So glitter mm. buffalo says it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's the mix. <laughs> yeah, it's the mix. I it has every, everything has its limits, I guess. And uh I think it's up to everyone to choose. I think for me personally I would maybe choose I don't know, classy. I just get like this image. I just I don't have like a very pretty picture of class in my head. Because yeah. what is class? It's class and what is trash really? Yeah, it's true. Who judge? Mm-hmm. Who's to judge? Coffee or club mate? Oh, both. I like both. Yeah, are you caffeine uh, caffeine addicted? No, I I I try to limit myself to one coffee a day. Mm, same. Sometimes maybe two if I'm like really feeling. If I it's am, a day off. If, <laughs> yeah, if if I feel it's very needed, two at most. But yeah, I feel you. Thank you so much. This was lovely to speak Thank to you. Thank you so much for having me. This was it for Playful Podcast this week, but please follow, subscribe and listen to our next episode. And if you want to have a say about future artists or even ask your own question to one of our guests, follow us on Instagram and make sure to add your question when we lift our coming guests. Thank you so much for joining and see you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.